BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today is a very exciting day. It is actually hot in LA now, which is very weird, but we have my producer on. What is this called, Taylor? The the being a producer or what is what no like the hot mic or whatever like oh, well, your so mic's the, hot the, the mic is hot it just means that the, it has a live wire essentially mm-hmm. to it so when it says like people go like the mic is hot it's more or less the same like, I don't know it's, it's like a, it's like a hype word yeah, yeah yeah okay so basically he can speak too I feel like I reference Taylor a lot on this podcast Taylor's very funny he has the actual the absolute honor and privilege I'm telling you guys of hearing about my life every single week it's I can only imagine it's incredible most of the stuff that doesn't will never see the light of day and will never hit the podcast that that's the juicy stuff Taylor's well aware he's really in the know my lips are sealed actually I'm <laughs> not only am I sworn to secrecy but also I'm fairly certain that there's probably a a uh, NDA signed yeah. somewhere. So <laughs> there actually probably yeah, is. Probably is. So still, but no matter what, I wouldn't say anything. So if anybody ever asks, I I don't know anything, even though I probably know a lot. He probably does. Like the, the people will come in. He's already in the loop. He's in the loop. He knows everything. Loves Ryan Canerney. Ryan actually just spoke at school today. Taylor, I thought of you. Honestly, I think you always say that he's one of your top requested guests, and I understand why. I've met Mm -hmm. him in person, and if you haven't met him in person, you should. If you see him, go shake his hand, because he's a really great person. I think I've met him twice now, or maybe three times, Yeah, and he's fantastic, so I understand why people want him on. He's the absolute best. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. But yeah, with Taylor, most of the time, it's like I'm updating him on my boy life. We're drinking our favorite lattes. It's incredible. But anyways, life has just been getting so much better lately. I feel like the past few months, it was still good. But like, I don't know, this past week has really just been amazing. Also, kind of unrelated, but maybe this is why life has gotten better. Chick-fil-A has recently reached out to me and there's a package or something on the way because all of you guys are so obsessed with those vanilla cold brews that are literally all over my Instagram, like in my Instagram, like DM requests, whatever the mentions on Instagram. I'm not kidding. There's been hundreds of them because you guys are obsessed with these vanilla cold brews that Dom and I talked about in the vlog. And Taylor, have you had one before? From from Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Honestly, I've only been to Chick-fil-A maybe four times. What? So I I I, I want to say no. I didn't know they had cold brew to be honest actually. You've never you don't do you not like Chick-fil-A? I don't want to say don't like it. I just don't know what to order and I think it's one of those times where when you go to a restaurant and I keep ordering the wrong thing, so I haven't yeah. found my item. Wow. No, you have to get the 12 count nugget meal with Chick-fil-A sauce. That's vital. They have really good shakes. Their lemonade is amazing. And then their vanilla cold brew. 
We will bring you, like, once Dom or anyone hears this, I guarantee next week in the studio, someone will be bringing Taylor Chick-fil-A. But, yeah, that's incredible. I'm hosting family dinner tonight. These are two values that I've been thinking about and things that I want to make personal values of my own, which was what personal would mean. But the first thing is, like, ownership, taking responsibility. So it's really easy to think of, like, taking responsibility of, like, your actions or like mismanaging time or whatever, but like of your mess ups, even if like, let's say something happens, even if it's not your fault, just take ownership of it. It makes everything go so much better. It really deflates. I don't think that's the word I'm looking for. The situation makes it less intense. It's the, it's like the humble thing to do. It's just the best thing to do. And I think about people who do that or people who have taken responsibility and kind of like hid me and like kind of protected me that that was great loved that also protecting relationships i'm like no one like i say this as i'm like telling taylor everything but that doesn't count okay (laughs) that's different i'm talking about like just protecting people and protecting your relationships it's good really been thinking a lot about that i'm so exhausted today guys so i feel like i'm all over the place but i haven't had my vanilla cold brew one that's probably why i'm so tired but also just been really not home lately and I need to go to bed at eight. I feel like, yes, the past few months maybe weren't that amazing, but there was at least one night a week where I went to bed at 8 p.m. and that was amazing. So I should maybe go back to that. But anyways, in today's episode, we have Corinne from Mint Era Messages. She is awesome. She recently started a podcast. It is pretty new. She's a blogger. She's so, so sweet. We talk about like working with your husband, working with kids. See, she's awesome. Check out her podcast. We also did one on hers as well um, on like millennials and church and stuff, which is really cool. So, But did you by any chance taste her cookies that she made? No. She made and brought in a dozen of course she did most likely two dozen cookies wow they were phenomenal that is this is what i'm saying why she's great this is exactly this is the exactly the kind of person that you like someone who brings cookies in like that much of an angel actually like that's what would happen i'm like i'll bring in chick-fil-a next week so i can be the new office favorite by any chance when you said it's family dinner night are you hosting them with chick-fil-a no no we are actually ordering because here's the deal okay so taylor as you know the other Taylor, Taylor King. Well, she's actually has bailed on this family night dinner night, but it's okay. We have replacements. Um, we normally cook, right? And we're kind of back with like our normal friends that we do family dinners with. Normally we cook and like our friend makes steak. It's this whole thing, but we're all so tired. So we're definitely just ordering in pizza, but um, not Chick-fil-A. Actually, you know what? There is just a, there's a new Chick-fil-A near me. We might be going. That's actually a good idea. Thank you. I'm I'm literally going to text a group message right now. <laughs> Mentioning Taylor King and Taylor Krauss, you know what would be an interesting episode is to have both of them on. And you. And then have you have three Taylors on at the same time and see how confusing it is to see <laughs> who are, they think you're talking about. Because when you go, oh, Taylor, <gasps> all three of us are going to have to look at each other going, who, which one? Which one? It's answers. funny because they're actually pretty similar as people. I don't know if they even know each other, but I think they do. They definitely, oh yeah, they definitely do, but... No, there was a lot. There's a lot of tailors. There's just a lot, and we get very confused in here. Anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and let's get started. All right, do you want to start off with Hotsy? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so our first question: What would you tell your 21 year old self? Oh my goodness, I would tell myself to go on a mission. 
honestly. Did you not go? I didn't. Um, I This is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I did pageants and I was Miss Provo. That's cool. At BYU. So That's I, cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's kind of funny to look back and my kids love to like pull the crown out and walk around with yeah, it on. Yeah. But I had to fulfill that commitment for a year. And then after that, I'd gone through a bad breakup and I went to like my um, church leader and was like, hey, I'm thinking about serving a mission. And he was like, why don't we wait until Ooh, you get through your se- senior year of school and then you can reconsider it. You know, you've just like been through yeah. a lot. And looking back, if I could change one thing, I would go back and serve a mission. Yeah. I think it would have just... I think it's cool to just, like, get out, like, when you're young, too, anyways, and go do something. I did a London study abroad, but the mission thing was something I always wanted to do, and I that's, like, one of my only regrets in life. I look back, and I'm like, ah, I should have gone. That's cool. Okay, number two, what is your favorite music era? My favorite music era, my husband makes fun of me, but I think because my dad made me listen to, like, the music that he loved, yeah, 70s, 80s stuff, I still love that stuff. I still love the, like, I love James Taylor. I think it's so awesome, like, what you grew up on. Yes. My, okay, when I was younger, my mom always had Frank Sinatra playing in the house. So you love it? Yes. Oh, I play Frank Sinatra at my house every single day. I'm, like, I'm 21, and I'm literally, it's, like, nothing but jazz. I feel like when you get older, you're just, like, it's, like, a nostalgic thing, too. It makes you feel like you're at home. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so do you have, like, a dream child name that, like, you and Neil haven't, like, decided on, like, a name that you were, like, I really wanted to use, but he was, like, no? So, that's funny that you ask that. I wanted to name our first daughter, who's Annabelle, who, and I love her name, but I wanted to name her Madeline so bad, and Neil would not have it because one of his best friends had a girlfriend whose name was Maddie, and he was, like, can't do We're it. We're not going to call our kid Maddie because I have this association with, like, an ex-girlfriend of my best friend. And I was like, that's so dumb. So I kept fighting for it through uh-huh. all three girls. He wouldn't have it with the first. He wouldn't have it with the second. And finally, with our third, I convinced him to do Millie Madeline. And I was like, we won't call her Maddie because that will be her middle name. Yep. So I finally got my way with our third. <laughs> my mom always wanted to name my little brother, like, her son, Cole, really bad. And then... Her brother had a son six months before my brother and took Cole. No. Yeah, so she was so mad. She was so mad. But I'm, like, not someone who's, like, I'm not the girl who had, like, the Pinterest board and, like, wants to, like, get married right now and, like, have kids. Like, I don't have anything planned. The only thing – I'm, like, thanks for asking, guys. I'm the only thing because my last name's Piper, and I want to name my daughter Piper. I love that. Isn't that cute? That's – I think that's a good idea. And then my siblings are Dakota and Maddie. So actually Maddie, Madison, but not Madeline. But um, I want to name, I really like names that can go, that um, can go for like either gender, but I like it when it's like a girl that has like more, like a name that would typically go more for like a guy, like Dakota. So I want to name, if maybe I would do like Dakota Delaney because of my, oh yeah, this doesn't make sense. My sister's middle name is Delaney. So then it's like their names together. Isn't that sweet? That's really cute. I love it. I don't know if I'll do it, but anyways. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to give a little um, one minute bio on yourself? Sure. Little background. So my name's Corinne Stokoe and I live in Orange County. And I am a mom of three cute little girls, a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a seven-month-old. And I am a blogger. I have a blog, Mint Arrow, that I've been doing for six years. And it's basically, it started as just a deal blog. I would post about like random deals that I would find on the internet on mostly fashion and beauty, sometimes kids stuff. And it's 
kind of morphed more into like a fashion blog Mm -hmm. and then on my Instagram I talk a lot about like really personal things too like our family and faith and um, hard things that we've been through addiction recovery and um, and now we have a podcast too Mint Arrow Messages so that's me I love it how did you like first get into blogging like what did you did you like follow someone who was a blogger or did it just like you just happened to do this and you liked it and then you figured it out so when I had my oldest daughter Annabelle who's six I kind of had a bout with postpartum depression. I've yeah. had it with each of my girls. Um, but with her, I really didn't even know what that was or how mm-hmm. to deal with it. And so um, my mom and some of my other friends who saw what was happening, they were like, you've got to get out of the house every day. Like, you have to get dressed and get out and do something. And so I started looking. I, I would, like, go shopping and find deals on random things and I was like what am I doing with my time here and so I started posting them on Instagram with mm-hmm. just the hashtag someone go buy this yeah so I'd like find a deal and I'd be like well I don't need this but maybe someone else does that's a really cute hashtag and then <laughs> I actually like that a so lot funny <laughs> so people were like oh you're really good at this you should start something you should do mm-hmm. something with this and I was like oh I could occupy my time by posting deals on random stuff that I find so that's how I started my blog six years ago. And it was totally just supposed to be something for fun to yeah. keep me busy. And it now is – Trying to something bigger. Yeah, it's like occupies me and my husband full-time. That's our job. And then we have like eight other people on our team too. That's funny that you said – I didn't realize that that's how you started your blog. I feel like – especially like on YouTube, so many people start their channels because it's like, I was either, I was never bullied, but it's like, I was either bullied in school or like anxiety, depression, things like that. Like I, mine was like kind of an escape. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's crazy. Like I started mine because I was dealing with like anxiety, depression or whatever. And that's how I ended up doing it. it. Yeah. That's like really cool. Okay. Something I really respect about you, as you've already like mentioned, is that you're very like authentic online and vulnerable. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Have you always been very like open online or was there a shift? There was a shift. I feel like I've always tried to be myself, but in the beginning, I was really worried about like, I didn't want to offend anyone. I didn't want to talk about anything that was uncomfortable for anyone. I wanted to be like the dull whip of bloggers Mm. or Instagrammers or whatever. I wanted to be like the thing that everyone loves, which is funny because not everyone loves dull whip, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I wanted to be like the unicorn that just everyone accepted and loved. And then I finally, I did have an aha moment where I heard someone in our church saying, they spoke to like a group of bloggers and YouTubers and said, if you used your influence for good, this is how many millions of people you would reach. And the, the number was just astronomical. It was in like the hundreds of millions. Yeah. And I walked away from that and said, I cannot live with myself if all I do with this is just sell shoes and bags. Yeah. Like there is more to this and there and also just I felt like God has given me so much that really all I'm going to give back to him is like selling stuff. Yeah. It just wasn't enough for me and I felt like okay, even if I turn people away, I have to talk about what's most important to me and so once I started talking about my religion, I overnight lost more than 3,000 Instagram followers the first time I talked about being a member of my church. But ironically, I feel like that shift and that, like, staying really true to that and being consistent with talking about that has created a community of people who are very loyal and who really, I they feel like they know me. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like, and I feel like I know them. I feel like when I meet people, 
it's never like a celebrity thing. Not that, and I don't think I'm a celebrity at all. No, I know what you mean, though. But when I meet yeah. people, it feels like there's a real connection because I get real because I talk about things that are really raw about my family and about my yeah. life. And it's more than just, again, the shoes in the bags. It's something that people can really resonate and connect with. So even mm-hmm. though I've lost a lot of followers along the way, I feel like the people that have stuck around, I have such a deeper connection It's with. a closer yeah. thing. It's funny what you said about how it's like not a celebrity thing, but the difference, this is where like I really like being open. I really feel like I connect even as a viewer. Like I still like, I read blogs, like I watch YouTube. I feel like I connect a lot better with people who open up like wh- whether like whatever it's about like it's not doesn't even have to be like a faith thing just like what I'm going through like mental health whatever it is like just being yourself and being honest and open I feel like I connect better with them those are the people that I've stuck around watching for like six years there's so many right. people that I've gone in and out of and I really like the past year I've been thinking about it and the people that I've stopped watching are the ones that I feel like I have no like connection with and it's not even like intentional thing it's just that's how like it kind of goes but I don't remember who said this, but it was someone on YouTube and she's like, the difference between if someone sees like a celebrity out in public and then someone sees like an online influencer is that they'll maybe like get a photo, like a selfie with the celebrity or like take a photo from like afar or, but like with an online influencer that they feel close to, they'll like come up, have a full conversation. And it's like, how's your dogs? Like, oh my gosh, this trip was so cute. Like they feel like they know you. Like it's like a yes. friendship thing, yes. which is cool. Like it definitely is a really cool thing. Is there a time where you've, like, regretted being open? Like, I know for me, per- I know I don't have a time where I've regretted it, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I think I'm kind of figuring out the line of, like, what I want to keep to myself and, like, mm-hmm. go through on my own Sure, and versus not. Yeah, especially having kids. It's, like, yeah. a whole new world of thinking yeah. about what do I want to protect with them, with privacy, and what do I want to be open about? What do I want to, yeah, keep for ourselves? So there's definitely some of that, and I feel like, people think they're seeing everything Mm -hmm. and yet there's still a lot behind the scenes and that happens behind closed doors that we keep to ourselves for you know for a myriad of reasons but what I have to say about that is I think that the times that I've felt discouraged and like oh maybe I shouldn't have put that out there are often times when I feel like Satan's trying to discourage me from helping people I feel like that is something that if I can recognize it stop and recognize it and be like oh, this is just discouragement, this is just adversity. Most of the time when I feel compelled to say something or to type something out, the words aren't even mine a lot of times, I feel like. I feel like it's just, it's almost like the Spirit's directing me of like what to say and how to say it. And then sometimes the discouragement can come after, but it's not because I shouldn't have shared that. It's because I almost feel like that like adversary is trying to like make me feel like the opposite of what God wants me to feel like you shouldn't be doing this like you don't know what you're talking about you know just keep to yourself yeah yeah totally and so yes we think about privacy but more often than not I feel like when you're vulnerable and when you're real it's gonna help someone and that's why we that's why we try to do that as much as we can whenever we feel compelled to do it because it helps people. I go to like school with a bunch of people who don't do any sort of like online influencing. Most of the time they don't even understand it. Mm -hmm. So they're like, wait, so people like 
follow you online and they and I'm like yes guys like you see my Instagram like what do you think but then if someone like comes up or they like leave a long comment or they'll like start to follow my friends who are in stuff or whatever they're like this is so weird it's not it's like they feel like they like know you like there's a real connection and that's I don't know at the end of the day I think everything is about connection so I feel like with whatever you're doing I think there's always a bigger like there's normally a bigger reason behind things and if there isn't I feel like it just falls you know yes that's why a lot of things people like burn out besides the fact of like unhealthy work habits or whatever it's because they don't have like their why like the know their why my mom read this book and she's like super into this she always talks about it and she's like Kenzie I did this study and it made me cry 10 times and I'm like mom whatever but it's real like if you don't know your why and why you're doing anything like you're gonna become like discouraged all the time even knowing your why you're gonna be discouraged but you know what I mean All right, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk about Green Chef. You guys know how I've been getting into cooking this year. I've been so into my meal prepping and cooking just weekly. I'm very proud of myself. It's my new thing. I'm really into it, and I've really stuck it out, and I've stayed consistent with it. It's a miracle. But if you guys are not aware, Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from an array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients the recipes are really quick and easy with the step-by-step instructions chef tips and photos to guide you along i personally love the photos i wish that every restaurant like i say this all the time and like i'm aware that it's normally not nice restaurants that have photos but just in general with food seeing photos is so much easier for me so that is a favorite part about this so everything is hand-picked and delivered right to your door ingredients come pre-measured perfectly portioned and mostly prepped it is the easiest way to cook i absolutely love it. I also love that it's really easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. You can switch up your meal plan whenever you're ready to try a new way to eat. And with Green Chef's wide variety of high quality clean ingredients, you can feel great about your eating and how it got to your table. So Green Chef makes achieving your 2019 goals easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle. Like I said, this year I was becoming a chef and this has really allowed me to. My personal favorite meal is these southern chicken thighs. I'm from Texas. I'm a southern girl. I am a big fan. It was so easy to cook this. Again, with the photos, guys. I am not kidding. That is what makes Green Chef like my favorite thing in the world. It's just so simple. If I can do it, I promise you guys can do it. It takes no time. You eat so much cleaner, so much healthier. It's just so nice. Like You don't even have to portion things out. It's amazing. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. So it covers pretty much every single thing that you guys could ever want. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash I love you. Again, that is greenchef.us slash I love you. Okay, so let's get back into the episode. What you said earlier about, or when you asked me, like, um, was there a point when I changed from being more generic to being more authentic and real and raw about things um that was also when I discovered my why I was like oh this is why because for so long before that I my plan in life was like I just want to be you know I want to get my degree get my education marry somebody have kids and be a stay-at-home mom and drive carpool and (laughs) go on some fun vacations yeah I just like that was my like and that might sound really lame to some people, but I just kind of wanted that suburban yeah. life. Like, that's what I wanted. I never, ever in a million years thought I would be, like, a working mom or a career mom or whatever. 
And so when these things started happening, I was kind of like, what, seriously? Like, are, are, are you sure? Like, this really is what you want me <laughs> to real? do, God? Like, like, <laughs> and it did not make sense to me for a long time, but I kind of just kept going with it. And until I had that aha moment where I was like, oh, this is why I've been given this platform isn't just to talk about shoes and bags. Yeah. It's, which is great. And which is, that's the vehicle that allows us to have our jobs and have this lifestyle. For sure. But the real reason why we do all of this is to share goodness, like to share things yeah. that are positive and uplifting Hope. that help yeah. people. Yeah. For sure. What is it like? You mentioned working with like how Neil works with you and you guys have a team of like eight people. What is it like working with your spouse? It's interesting. So <laughs> um, we we had to try it a couple times before we nailed it. The first time we failed miserably. He was like, okay, I get, so he had, we moved to Southern California for his job and then he got laid off and we were like, well, great. What are we going to do now? So I just was working really hard on my blog and he was looking for a job. But in the meantime, he was like, well, I guess I can work with you. And we tried and we failed. Like it was so bad because it was like, I guess I'll just help you with whatever you need help with. And then it almost was like, he was my assistant. We were like, oh, we're not going to stay married. If we, <laughs> we try to do this, yeah. this is a disaster. So we had to stop, and then he ran a separate business of ours that we still have with, like, essential oils. So he kind of did his own I love thing. essential oils. I didn't know yeah. that. That's cool. So he ran an essential oil business for us for a few years. And then um, when my blog grew to a point about a little over a year ago where I was like, I just can't do this all on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. Either I have to hire a business partner or you need to come in and work with me full time. Then we tried it again. We were like, we're going to try this again. And it has been night and day difference. It's been amazing. And I think it's because we learned to work together in our home with the two separate businesses. And when he came on as a business partner, we just kept those separate roles of like, this is what you do. This is what I do. We don't get in each other's lanes. We don't like... It was just more structured. Yeah, more structured and just more like... Um, we really respect each other's roles as like, yeah. this is what your work is and what you do is really important. And I'm not going to like tell you how to do your job and he doesn't tell me how to do mine. And I think because we're not trying to do the same jobs at the same time and do the same work that it's like very separated. It works really well and it plays to both of our talents and our strengths and abilities. And yeah, it's just, it's such a blessing that we get to work from home mm-hmm. and be with our kids and take trips whenever we want. We don't ever have to, like, ask for time off. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but it has its, you know, it has definitely its challenges, too, where, like, work never sleeps. Yes. You know, there's always more. We were just talking about There's always now. more that you could be doing. There's always more. And we have to be really disciplined about being like, okay, we're turning it off. We're not going to talk about work. We're going to go on a date. We're going to put our mm-hmm. phones away. We're going to be present with each other or even just at the end of the night, even like I'll have my laptop in bed and then I'm like, I got to close this. Like it has to be like our time together and not just like literally work 24 seven. Yeah. What are some like practical boundaries that you guys set in place so that like you have a separation of that? sometimes we're better at it than others, but I think that I, we just try to be mindful of like when it's scheduled time for us to be together to really like put it away. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like today on, in the car, like on the way up here, we talked about some work things that needed to be worked out. And it was nice because there were no other distractions. We didn't have kids. We didn't have other, other work. (laughs) That sounds weird, but like other work things 
like trying to take us away from having a conversation about mm-hmm. a couple of things that we needed to. So that was helpful. So sometimes we do spend time together and it's like, oh, good. We finally can sit down and talk about a couple of things. But for the most part, if it's date night, if it's after the kids go to bed and it's our time together, like we try to just be present with each other mm-hmm. and not have those other things. Mostly it's just put all the electronics away. As soon as we get yeah. those like put away, then then it's like we can just have our time. I um, have an office in my house and I won't even bring, I mean, I've actually been bad about this lately. I was like, I have my laptop in my room this morning, but I won't even bring my laptop into my bedroom anymore. I'll bring my iPad in. I'm a big fan of my iPad Pro. I was telling you this earlier. (laughs) I'll bring my iPad in because I use it for like other things too. And I really shouldn't even do that because like I have a TV in my room. Like I'll use it for like Netflix or like watching YouTube before I go to bed, which is also a bad habit that, so I just shouldn't bring any electronics into my room is basically like the conclusion that I'm coming to. But for me, I, like, love working from home, but it will make me go crazy. You have to have boundaries. Yeah. We actually typically don't ever bring our computers into our room either. Mm -hmm. It's, like, that's when I was saying, like, sometimes if I catch myself doing that where I'm, like, I'm really tired, but I got to get this one thing done. And then I, like, bring it into bed and then I'm, like, this – it's almost like I don't want this toxic thing. It's not toxic, but in my bedroom it is. Like, yeah. I don't want the laptop in my room. Yeah. Because it just sucks me into that, like, mentality of, like, okay, my laptop's open. Now I'm going to work. So it's good mm-hmm. to put it away. And then, I don't know. We, like, we're – I know some people are, like, don't ever have a TV in the bedroom. We love having a TV yeah. in the bedroom. We, like, yeah. we love to, like, put our kids to bed and then, like, get in bed and watch a movie. Yeah. We do it all the time. So, like, for us, that's, like, fun. It's, like, our – like time to unwind and yeah so i don't think all electronics no i meant like keep my tv and keep my ipad and laptop out yeah and we read our scriptures together every night on our phones we open up the scriptures on the phone and we read it together every single night yeah so i think electronics can be okay as long as like they're being used for the right purpose but definitely unless and i had to set this boundary after about a year of blogging i used to sit on my bed every morning and blog and then I was yep. like, I now hate my bedroom because yeah. I'm sitting here on my bed working every day. So unless I'm sick or like recovering from having a baby or yeah. something, like I don't work out of my bed ever because of that reason. Like I want my bed to be like a sanctuary of like, oh, finally the end of the day. And for sure. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think that was the nicest thing about – because my room would give me anxiety almost because mm-hmm. if I wasn't working, I felt like – because it, for me, it ended up being a work environment. So if I wasn't working, I was like, oh, I need to be doing something. Yes. It wasn't relaxing at all. Totally. It was horrible. What is it like working like with your kids around? You know, that's an interesting question too. And for some people, they work better if it's like they leave the house, they're at work, and then they yeah. close that off and they go back home and, and work and home are two separate physical places. For us, what we felt really strongly about was that we needed to be around our kids as much as possible, even if that makes us less productive. So like when my kids are leaving for school, even if I sit down and um, I'm starting to work on a blog post, if like Neil's running one of the girls to school or something, like I love that I'm around to like give them a hug and a kiss and I'm there the first thing they get home from school. And even if that means that I'm less productive or like... So our middle child only goes to preschool three days a week. So two days a week, she's still home all day. And, like, she'll come and color next to me and, like, start writing on my notebook where I've got my notes Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's a little distracting sometimes, but I just want her there. Like, I want her around me. And I feel like even if I'm less productive, Neil and I both feel that way, that it's just important that, like, we're present and we're around. And, like, we have a babysitter that helps us out. Um 
for certain hours of the day, not like all day and all night. They mm-hmm. leave like in the afternoon. I want to hear like if they're like if one of my kids is like talking back, I want to hear like yeah. I want to be there or, you know, be able to like correct some of that behavior or just if they fall down and they're crying, like I want to be, be there to show them love and be there for as much of the important stuff as I can. It's not mm-hmm. perfect and I'm not like it's you know, not exactly the same as if I were giving them my full undivided attention all day long. But in some ways, I feel like it's a blessing for me as a mom to be able to have them see me working hard mm-hmm. and and then stop and just play with them. And like at yeah. about 3, 4 p.m. every day, like I stop what I'm doing and we play, we do things together as a family, we make dinner, we just have like that family time every day. So Anyway, it's – I think in some ways, yeah, it's a little bit tricky to have your kids around, but for us, it feels like it's worth it. And our kids actually work with us now too. Like when we get a campaign with my blog and it's like something where they want my kids featured, I always ask them if they want to do it, and Mm -hmm. then they get paid to do it too. That's cool. So they're learning the value of work, yeah, and they – we give them like – five dollars per photo shoot which Mm -hmm. sounds crazy but yeah they get like that money that's really cute and then they learn to save and to tithe and then they're spending money they have certain jars for all of those and then we're putting some of that money away too for them for that's really cool i that's actually really smart with teaching them how to like handle finances young like that's cool it is cool when we go to target and they're like mom i want this i'm always like did you bring your money and they're like no i'm like dang it i hate it when that happens to me too (laughs) So they know, they just yeah. know that, and they get really excited for work opportunities too. And yeah. it's not like doing photo shoots for the blog is not the only way that they work. They also like this weekend I was cleaning out my closet and I asked my six-year-old like, do you want to work with me? Like she had to do her own chores, but then she had an opportunity to do extra work for mm-hmm. like another hour or two. And I said, I'm going to go clean out my closet. Do you want to help me or um, and earn some money or not? And she was like all about it because she Dang. gets so excited to earn more money that's cool all right guys really quickly i just wanted to talk to you guys about better help you guys know how much i love better help better help is online counseling that is there for you so there's anything that is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals i really recommend better help I am a huge advocate for therapy. I think everyone in the world should be in therapy. And I love how BetterHelp makes it really accessible to people. That's what I think is so cool. You're able to connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. So you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. They have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. So anything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. There's financial aid available for those who qualify, which I really, really love because I feel like so often people are not going to counseling because they feel like they can't afford it. But with BetterHelp, there is financial aid available. It is secure, convenient, professional, and affordable. It is not a crisis line, but I really 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 recommend trying out better help best of all it is truly affordable so the i love you so much listeners get 10 percent off your first month with a discount code kenzie so when i get started today go to betterhelp.com slash kenzie simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you love again that is betterhelp.com slash kenzie when i was younger my mom my mom's an interior well she actually isn't anymore but she was an interior designer like pretty much my entire like upbringing until maybe i moved out here 
my, my timeline is really off, but she also owned a drapery and a bedding company that was like in Neiman's, like it was cool, but it was like my favorite thing was going to work and they would like, I mean, I'm sure they paid me like nothing, but I would go to like the warehouse and there was all these fabrics and she was a designer and my grandma worked there too. And it was like so fun for me because I loved working and I would like just get to be there the whole day. It was fun. My dad actually worked from home for as long as I can really remember, he's always had an office at home. I would, my dad is my favorite person in the entire world. Like he can do no wrong. I mean, he does like, I'll still fight him, but like, I won't fight him, but I'm like, dad, are you serious? But he worked from home and he was always there. Like he was at every single game. I was really like, we were all like really into like sports or whatever growing up. He was at every game. He coached a lot of things. He, every morning, like I remember in high school, every single morning I would like wake up and he would always like make me coffee and we would have breakfast together and stuff and like that I'm so grateful for that now and I'm sure I'll be even more grateful for that like as I get older because my dad and I are so close but it was like we were able like he was always home he worked from home he was always with us my parents were also divorced so like the time where we weren't with him we were with him half the time like he could obviously like do a lot more work so I think that's like more so maybe how he um, did it, but it was just so nice having my dad, like, always there. Yeah. It was just cool. Yeah, and Neil and I feel really strongly about that, too, that, yeah, like, a lot of dads don't get to do the stuff that he does mm-hmm. and just be around and be there for, I mean, this morning, we kind of had some scheduling conflicts where I didn't realize that Neil had set up a, a baby um, doctor appointment for our seven-month-old, and he took her to her doctor appointment, yeah. her, like, six-month checkup that we're having a month late for <laughs> different, like, crazy reasons. Yeah stuff that's happened in our family um but anyway like what like most dads don't have the opportunity to take their baby to a checkup ever you know where I've done that with almost every checkup with all of our kids but there are just things that he gets to do like that Mm -hmm. that not a lot of other dads get to do yeah it was just cool my dad was like very my dad's still very involved like I'm pretty sure that's who just texted me (laughs) but what what about I always ask people I mean I've only had like a few other people on here who have been married, but what's something about marriage that you, like, didn't expect? Hmm. Well, Neil and I dated for two years, so there weren't a uh-huh. lot of surprises by the time, and it was my second marriage. So marriage in general, um, but I always tease him about, like, I was appalled and shocked when I saw him eating graham crackers and milk for the first time because if you go to my Instagram highlights um, on Mint Arrow is my Instagram name and under funny, I think, there is a video of him, the way he eats graham crackers and milk. It is, like, mind-blowing and just kind of disturbing. He'll take, like, an entire brick of graham crackers and, like, break them so that it's, like, a stack that he can barely hold within <laughs> his hand. Yes, and dip, dip the whole thing into milk and eat it in one bite. And I'm just like, How? I Right? <laughs> you got to watch the video. But, um, no, we I always tease him about that. But, gosh, what? What I, okay, here's something that I think that I've come to learn that took me a while because we've been married for almost eight years now. And I think, and a lot of our marriage, I'm really open about this on my blog and on Instagram, but we, um, he has struggled with addiction, with pornography addiction, and has worked really hard to be in recovery from that. But I think in the beginning, because I knew about it before we got married. So I knew about it before we got married and we um, started working on that, like as far as, you know, him finding recovery and finding solution. And then all through the first several years of our marriage, I always felt like his problems were mine. And like whatever he did 
affected me. And so it was kind of like a, your problems are my problems. Mm -hmm. And I really had this like come to Jesus moment where I realized a couple years ago when I was just having this like complete meltdown after one of his relapses, I called a good friend of mine who's in recovery, who does the 12 steps, who ended up being my sponsor at the time. I didn't know she was going to be my sponsor, but she, Mm. anyway, I called her and was just like melting down about it. And she said, so are you calling me because you want sympathy or are you calling me because you want to do something about it? And I was like, I want to do, I'll do anything. Like, tell me whatever. And so she was like, okay, you need to work the steps. And like, as someone Mm. who's like the spouse of an addict, I did not want to hear that. But I was really like at a point of desperation where I was willing to do anything. And so I started working the steps and that, that was what just changed my whole vision and opinion of that. And just, it changed my life. Um, and so what I'm getting at, I do have a point of all of this. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that I think that in the beginning of my marriage, I would feel like whatever happened to him would also happen to me. And whatever bad choices he made or, or just negative things, like he brought into our marriage. And then like I, if he was miserable, I had to be miserable. Does that make yeah. sense? And when I did the steps, I came to really thoroughly, deeply know that my choices are my own and my peace with God is my own. And like, it's really interesting when you do the 12 steps, it just uncovers all of your character weaknesses Mm -hmm. and all of the things that you need to fix about yourself. So there's no more time or room to be like, well, I'm better than you because I don't make these same mistakes that you do or that you have. I don't have these weaknesses that you do. You are so busy looking at your own weaknesses that you don't have time to like sit and take someone else's inventory. That's what we call it in recovery. And so I think that's something that is probably the most valuable thing I've learned over time you don't have to base like your mood or your happiness or your peace or your joy on what someone else is choosing to do. You really can choose that all for yourself. That's really good. I love that. Okay. What is the biggest, this is my last question, your biggest life advice, like best piece of life advice you feel like you've, I feel like you just gave a really good one, but like, just think of something else that is like a good piece of life advice. I have it because you had perfect about it. So Okay, I thought about this, and I'm a lot like you are with your dad. Like, my dad sends these emails to our family pretty Mm -hmm. frequently that have just, like, really great advice and, like, nuggets of wisdom and quotes and stuff. Of all the things that I've been told, this is probably one I think of most often. And he – so he quoted a prophet in our church from – I don't even know when this was given. But so – and right now in my life, like, I feel like – because my husband's brother passed away six weeks ago, like I'm Mm -hmm. thinking a lot about like the spirit, like our connection to heaven and spirit world and all of that. And so what this quote comes from is the prophet um, in our church, Brigham Young recorded like this vision that he had. And he felt like he, um, the prophet before him, Joseph Smith, who was murdered, came to him in a dream and gave him advice. And so my dad wrote this email to us and like he found this somewhere and he sent it to my whole family and said of all the things that the previous prophet could have said to the current prophet in the church at that time, this was the one piece of advice he gave him, which was to stay close to the spirit. Like no matter what you do, stay close to the spirit. So can I read it? It's so good. So this is what he says. Tell the people to be humble and faithful and be sure to keep the spirit of the Lord and it will lead them right. Be careful and not turn away the still, the small, still voice. It will teach you what to do and where to go. It will yield yield the fruits of the kingdom. 
Tell the brethren to keep their hearts open to conviction so that when the Holy Ghost comes to them, their hearts will be ready to receive it. They can tell the spirit of the Lord from all other spirits. It will whisper peace and joy to their souls. It will take malice, hatred, strife, and all evil from their hearts. And their whole desire will be to do good, to bring forth righteousness and build up the kingdom of God. Tell the brethren if they will follow the spirit of the Lord, they will go right. Mm -hmm. So I think about that so much that like if I can just have the spirit in my life, that things will go exactly how they're supposed to go. Like if that's the one thing mm -hmm. I get right, I everything else will work itself out. And that is literally how we live our lives. Like that's why we live where we live. That's why we yeah. do what we do as a profession. That's how we um, decide to like raise our kids or even like with decisions with our employees or anything like that at all. Like we just try to be like, what's the spirit telling us to do? Yeah. And that's like has been the biggest pivotal piece of advice I think is just – just that one thing like let's just simplify it to have the spirit in your life and it will tell you exactly what you're supposed to do yeah that's funny I um like last week literally in my intro I was like keep the first things first that's what I was talking about that's so cool yeah okay well thank you so much for coming on this has been awesome where can they find you if they're trying to find you online so on Instagram my username is mint arrow or my blog is mintarrow.com and our new podcast is mint arrow messages love it thank you so much thank you Kenzie all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and having Taylor's mic on. How was how was your experience? Your I love you so much debut. Honestly, now it's, since it's officially this is we've broken the one fourth mark to the one hundredth episode. Yes. This is officially the twenty sixth episode. Uh, of course, this is a perfect segue to have me on because technically it's a, it's a landmark. It is a landmark. Oh yeah, guys, this is the. We're a quarter of the way to 100 episodes. Taylor told me this before we started recording, and I almost didn't believe him. And then I realized he is the producer, and he does edit these, so he would be the one to know. So this is very exciting. Thank you to everyone who listened. Oh, my gosh. Also, don't forget about the secret Facebook page, the Instagram that we made. I love you so much. It's actually I-L-Y-S-M podcast on Instagram, my Instagram, everything. It's in the show notes. Hope you guys enjoyed. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.